Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello and welcome to Off The Beat and Track Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Stu Whiffin. It's another week, therefore it's another episode. Today's episode, I sit down with Priya Ragu and it's a lovely chat. Uh, we speak to Priya, she's at uh, her home in uh, in Switzerland. Um, and we've just finished the conversation and I wish I would have kept it rolling because I got a very definitive breakdown between the difference uh, in the McDonald's cheeseburger uh, you get in Switzerland to the one that she got last week in London. There's a difference, people. There's a difference. Anyway, burgers aside, we have a lovely chat um, about her creative journey, um, growing up in Switzerland, um, going from being an accountant to working on an airline to becoming a super successful musician. And it's a lovely chat and you're in for a treat. Um, a few thank yous. Uh, I'd like to thank Tom for facilitating this interview. Um, thanks to Scroobius Pip and everyone at the Distraction Pieces Network. Thank you to 76 for producing this podcast. Thanks to you, lovely lot, for listening to this podcast and continuing to support it and and say nice things about it and and help and encourage it to to grow and 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 keep on going and and yeah keeping a smile on my face i love doing these i get to do my favorite thing which is meet people and talk about records what more do you want um if this is your first time having a little listen to this podcast when you get to the end of my chat with Priya why not go and have a little rummage in the archive because there's 350 episodes and you can hear me talking to who could you be talking to madness suede idols sleaford mods fat boy slim motley crew um foo fighters uh, Maxine Peake, Amanda Abington, Joe Hartley, Thomas Turgus, uh, producers, Butch Fig, um, comedians, James Acaster, Ed Gamble, Jade Adams. Oh, there's there's just bucket loads. Like so go and have a look. If you like your actors, you like your comedians, your producers, your DJs, your musicians, your super duper famous rock stars, I've had them all on. Go and have a little look. Go and have a little look because there's some ace chats to be enjoyed. Anyway, speaking of ace chats, here's one for you. Please enjoy Off the Beat and Track podcast with the wonderful Priya Ragu. Sorry, I've interrupted the podcast, but with good reason. Hotel Chocolat are our sponsors. You know that now because I tell you about it every episode. But they've been super kind now. And you may have heard me talking about the products from the cacao bar and this 
gins, cream liqueurs, all sorts of wonderful chocolatey goodies. Um, and what they've done is they've set a page up on the website that you can go to, and all you've got to do is just for you off the beaten track listeners, go over there, answer a question, and you could win the full range delivered to your front door. I mean, that's kind of them. All you have to do is go to this place, hotelchocolat.com forward slash OTBT podcast. That's OTBT as in off the beaten track podcast. Hotelchocolat.com forward slash OTBT podcast. Go get your grubby little mitts on some deliciously chocolatey drinks, courtesy of our sponsors, Hotel Chocolat. I'll get back to the podcast. It's off the beat and track podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. It me, stew with him. Okay, we are recording. Priya, how are you today? I'm doing really good. I'm back in Zurich um, from London. And I'm back with my family, my dog, and I am recharging. <laughs> Lovely. What's the situation like? I mean, we're recording this on the 23rd of uh, September. What's the situation like in Zurich, like in regards to kind of what you can and can't do? Um, well, basically, you can do everything right now, so you don't have to walk around with masks, uh, except in the stores. But that's about it. Okay. And so with, with that in mind, um, casting your mind back over uh, an interesting and troublesome and odd and new kind of world that we existed in in the last sort of 17, 18 months, how did you find that um, personally and how did you find it creatively? Personally... Um, I felt like I had the time to spend with myself, um, just to go more inwards, um, because when everything happened last year, uh, I was, I moved back to my parents' house. Um, I, and I was working for Swiss airlines at that time. And they were telling me that I can work from home. So I was like, there's no point to have my apartment in Zurich. So I went back to my parents. I was meditating a lot. I was like going for long walks. So it's just like I really spent a lot of time with myself um, trying to figure out what I wanted from life. And that's when everything kind of came into my life, the, the record deal um management team the booking agent and and yeah it was it was probably one of my best lifetime ever right oh, that's interesting okay well let's let's start the playlist um and we'll start talking about your, your creative journey as well but first of all i'm gonna ask you please Priya, to tell me the song that you think has the greatest ever intro please yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's When We Get By by D'Angelo. I'm a huge D'Angelo fan. And this is actually my favorite song of him. Just because how the bass line starts at the beginning is just like you hear it and you just feel at ease, you know? Yeah. Uh, and D'Angelo's good at that, though. At intros? 
Uh, just making you feel at ease very quickly. That's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> and and in, in regards to intros, Priya, like how much, if we're looking at the, the musical landscape now and it's in a very different place to how it was maybe 10, 5, 10, 15 years ago, it, it feels like attention spans are getting smaller and it feels like, Everything needs to be very quick, very fast. Yeah. How does that, the way that people are consuming, especially young people are consuming music now at such a rate and how quickly they want it and they want that chorus, they want that hook straight away. Does any of that ever filter into, you know, how you work with your producer, how you sit down and structure songs? Or do you just go, no, this is, the song is, is going to be the song and, we're going to see how it goes. <laughs> how, how do you, you know, do, do them, them kind of things filter in, you know, the, the thought of like things like TikTok and things like that, are they, are they a consideration now? Well, my producer is my brother, Jeff Nagol. That's right. And so we, we love like big intros and long interludes and all that because we grew up with that. For example, Tamil music. Uh, you have a verse and then you have like a big interlude in the middle, which goes like, I don't know, a minute. <laughs> and so I just I just don't like to be limited by song structures like that. But at the same time, that's how playlists work. Mm. Like if the song doesn't start within a few seconds, people are going to skip. Um, with that having in mind, we just fi- try to find a middle um place actually i think that it's just getting that balance right i think it's so difficult and i don't think art should have any restrictions put upon it yeah. it shouldn't have any kind of you know labels or anything going well actually you should be doing that because for that it's like i do think it should yeah. be as real as it can be but it's a very, very competitive industry. And I guess right. the ultimate goal as well is you want as many people as possible to hear your art. So it is, you have to give an inch. I do think it's a real difficult ball game to get to get right, you know? Yes, it is, yes. Um, for, for example, uh, the song on my mixtape, it's called Forgot About. And it has like a long intro. And we had it keep it short just because playlists were requesting it. And so what we did is we just uh, had like two edits. One was a long one and then another one was a shorter one. Sure. This, this way we have both in it. Okay. I'm going to ask you for track two, please, Priya, to tell me the first song you remember hearing that had an emotional impact on you, please. Uh, that was I Just Called to Say I Love You by Stevie Wonder. Okay. Um, my parents used to have two records back in the days. And one of them was by Stevie Wonder and the other one was Bob Marley. And they just loved this song. This, I just call it to say I love you. And my mom used to sing it to me all the time when I was a child. And yeah, it's, it's such a beautiful song. I feel like I can listen to it again and again. It's a classic. And Stevie Wonder is like one of my biggest inspirations. Absolutely. Can you remember like what that emotion was you felt? Um, it felt like home. Yeah. Yeah. 
I just felt like really comfortable and yeah. being at home. And when I, as a teenager, when I grew up and I heard the song, it just took me back to that memory. Yeah. Um, and my parents singing it to me. So, where was home there, Priya? Because I've, I've, I've kind of, you know, when I was sort of doing a bit more research into you, you're quite well travelled. Um, yeah. And so, where the, the, the sort of early formative years, where, where was home then? Home was. In St. Gallen, uh, which is a small town in Switzerland. I was born and raised in Switzerland. Um, and then after a few years, I moved to Zurich. And after Zurich, I just traveled a lot. Yeah. Okay. And so you mentioned that you, you, your parents had a couple of records, but was it a musical household? Like, obviously, you say that your brother's your producer. Uh, and so was, was music always about growing up? Yes, um, my father was, is musically talented, but he never had that education. Um, so in Jaffna, where he was born in Sri Lanka, um, he was an accountant, but his passion was music. Um, but he grew up like, yeah, music doesn't bring you money home uh, so for like get a normal job and but in his mind he 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 loved to sing he used to play the tabla he teached himself uh, tabla is an indian instrument percussion and he used to go to open mics uh, he would sing their songs and he was known as this singer in his small town um so when he came to switzerland uh, there was a t small Tamil community and um, he started to create a band. Well, it started actually with jam sessions on weekend. So he would invite people, friends and family, and we would cook together and play songs. Uh, my brother was forced to play the keyboard and learn all the Tamil songs <laughs> so he can accompany all the singers. The what was you, what was you doing? He was doing that. Oh, what were you doing? I was just like, I was too small. I was just yeah. observing everybody. Um, I, I knew who was a good singer, who was like out of key, who didn't have the rhythm. I understood that. But yeah, um, so we didn't have like instruments then. So what my dad was playing at was this um, basket, this laundry basket. He flipped it around. And that's how we did the rhythm. And then my uncle was getting the spoons, spoon and fork. <laughs> and that's how we, how we did music. And it was one of my best memories I had. And can you remember what age you was when you, you, you found your voice? You realized you could sing? Uh, I was 10 years old when my dad was like, hey, you should sing this song on stage. Um, and I was like, no, I don't want to. And he's like, no, you're going to. <laughs> and because it was Tamil songs, it's difficult to sing because it's the high notes to hit them. It was just like too hard. And I didn't have any vocal lessons or anything. And at that time, I didn't really enjoy singing. It was just like for the sake of it. I was like, okay, let's get this over with. <laughs> so my dad, he was like writing this um, lyrics, Tamil lyrics in German, on a piece of paper. And I stood there on the big stage with the paper singing these songs. And people seemed to like it. They thought it's cute. But that's when I actually uh, discovered that I 
have an effect on people when I sing. And in regards to that moment, a couple of questions. Um, was you nervous? Uh, yes, I was no- nervous to perform for the longest time. I was, I was so nervous. Like, I couldn't even sleep. Uh, there was, I used to have like a small band. I mean, it was just me and my mate. He was playing the guitar and the drums at the same time with his feet. And we were booked at like birthday parties or just like get together, family get togethers. We would just sing like do cover songs. Yeah. And in return, they didn't have to pay us, but more like cook for us or give us food or a new haircut. And I did that for a long time. So I gained a lot of confidence doing that. Before that, I was like so scared. Did you like, did you like the attention? Uh, from the crowd? Yeah. Um, no, I'm not, no, I don't, I'm not sure if I like the attention, but I like to be connected with them when I, yeah. Cause, cause yeah, I'm still today. I'm super nervous. Like the other day I played, uh, at Brixton Academy. I was opening up for jungle. So I never played in front of, I don't know, 5,000 people. And I just, I heard the crowd go like, whoa. <laughs> I don't know, I have to go out there. And, and then I just did it. I went there. First song was super nervous, but then I just kind of lost myself in my songs and, and felt one with the audience. And that is something really, really magical. Tell me about that moment when you've just, you've just smashed it out of the park at Brixton Academy and you just walked back off that stage. What's going through your mind then? I was I was like I was so happy and I was like oh, I can't wait to eat hearing <laughs> <laughs> was fantastic so I was like in the back of my mind I'm like yes I'm gonna do the show and then I'm gonna eat and um so I walked off stage and the band came after me and we all hugged each other and um it's like yeah it's it's a amazing feeling it's like winning something wonderful it's like winning a grammy or something (laughs) that's all to come yet that's all to come (laughs) listen up i've only got another new sponsor egg fried it's this super cool clothing label and if you're into sort of skating and street art and gigging and kind of like really cool art and throwing a little bit of asian culture and and the designers kind of weird sense of humor in the mix and you're pretty much there with the wonderful world that is eggfried.com. Now, they do these amazing punchy kind of graphic tees, hoodies and sweatshirts, beautiful art prints, as well as this, they have a denim range, all handmade in-house, all supporting the slow fashion movement. Not only that, they've given you a discount code, 10% off when you head over to eggfried.com. Just use the code EGGSALAD, E-W-G-S-A-L-A-D, save 10%. Go and get lost in the world of egg fried. Also, they've got a new kids range, and it's called Small Fried, and it's super cool, super cute. Um, and again, it's all over there in this wonderful world. Go and get involved at eggfried.com. For track three, Priya, I'm going to ask you the song that reminds you of your time at school, please. Uh, that is the song. Well, it's actually the song of Moesha. It's a sitcom from Brandy. And... 
me and my schoolmates, we used to watch it and we were like big fans of of the, the intro of the song. Yeah. And um, at that time, it, the first CD that I've ever bought was from Brandy. Mm-hmm. It's Never Say Never. And it was at the same time when I discovered her music, her voice. Um, yeah, I just love that song. Tell, tell me about... More, more than the sitcom itself. <laughs> <clears throat> tell me about school. How was it? Did you enjoy it? School, it was, it was all right. And I, I didn't really enjoy it. I was more of a kind of an outsider. I was living in my own world somehow. And I was also not like the best student. Um, but when, I mean, I used to have violin lessons for seven years and uh, when I was seven years old, I went to violin class. And in the second lesson, I was able to play a song. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And uh, I showed it to my teacher. Of course, it didn't sound that brilliant. It was like, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> and, but she was so amazed. And she said, you're, you're, you're really special. And in that moment, I was like, wow, I'm, I'm good at something. And this could be my superpower. And I just thought it was it's so important for teachers to tell that to the students that they're good and, and praise them. It's, it's so important. It can change their lives. It's so important. And you wonder how many teachers refrain from doing stuff like that, which then, yeah. you know, completely unaware of the impact that that could have on a child in their, in, in their most impressionable years as well you know to be told that you're good at that you could be really special if you do this that's how you get you know that's how you get young minds excelling that's how you get you know kids trying to pursue dreams and and you know and and not all not all children are academic do you know what I mean like and and it's great that you 
put work into something in the creative field yeah and somebody saw the value in that and encouraged you to do that you know so many teachers the arts are still something that's kind of yeah 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 but anyway maths english yeah. blah 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 and it's like no people some people just aren't academic some people are creative and that should be nurtured and encouraged just as much do, do you know what i'm saying and after that i just gained a lot of confidence and every time at music class i was so looking forward to it because it was a it was like a magical world to me yeah. i was able to dive into that world um so it's not like i was good at theory or anything it was, but i just felt right away very connected to it so it just accompanied me all my life music and uh yeah. Did you But in my mind it was never it was never like okay I'm going to become a singer this is what I want to do. It was never like that because I thought the possibilities are so small. I you know in Switzerland to to make a living out of it. I never thought like going international or anything. Um so yeah, that's why it also like took a long time for me to pursue it. Did you well, you know, what else was going through your mind? Did you know what you wanted to be? You know, if it felt like it wasn't something that was attainable to become a singer in Switzerland, um, what what else was going through your mind in you know at school on that? What did you what was you studying to be? Well, I was like I was working for Swiss Airlines as a technical purchaser before that as an accountant. Um, I just thought I'm just gonna work. And then get a family, build a family, and then live for the kids. <laughs> but then soon I realized, man, that can't be life. There must be more to it. And, uh, and I just realized that the talent is the key to it. Use the talent. Because yeah. I feel like everybody has a unique talent. And they just have to find it. And was you know, with your parents and obviously your brother being a producer was obviously very supportive of that, but with your parents like, okay, so you don't want to do that. You want to do this. Were they like, right, let's do it. How do we do it? How do we help? Like, how was the kind of process from deciding that you didn't want to work in accounts or work for an airline? You, you wanted to pursue a creative path. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was in my thirties, you know, yeah. um, I took the decision. So it was not like, let's get my parents approval or anything. Yeah. It was just like, um, I waited now long enough and I want to know, is this my path? And I just did one song and then the radio started to play in Switzerland. It felt like the universe telling me just do one song, <laughs> just do one song. And then I take it from there. That's how it felt. I am. Um... I, I, I was involved in the music industry in, in the 90s and, and had a band and had a, had a little record deal. And, and of all the things that I'd done and of all the shows I played and of all the things, nothing ever got close to that first time you hear your record on the radio. Tell me about that moment. Well, I never had that moment when I heard myself in the radio. Like, it was always people used to tag me or they're still tagging me when they hear me in the radio or in a shop or wherever. It, But I think it's not the same feeling when you hear yourself in the radio by coincidence. Yeah. And that never happened to me yet. Oh, so it's the moment. best. It's the best. <laughs> yeah. 
Maybe I should listen more to radio. Definitely. I think in the three minutes it took my song to finish, I think I'd probably phoned up about 30 people and was like, quick, put a radio, put a radio, and I'm on the radio. <laughs> it's yeah. the best. Okay, well. Um, no worry about that time, though. Um, I was round my friend's house and my friend had it on the radio and, and we've been told the radio station is, is called Radio X now, but it used to be called XFM uh, and, and we got told that um, the, the, the guy, yeah, we, we were sort of told that we was going to be uh, added to the playlist and we just thought, oh, no chance, like, you know, it's not actually going to happen and yeah. And the DJ at the time was was a, a guy uh, a guy called Bob Geldof who put together the big Live Aid and the Live Aid stuff, and he was DJing, and, and he uh, he just finished playing a record by um, Oasis, and then he just said, oh, "I've got this new track," and he and I was like, "New track? I wonder if that's yeah. us." And he said our bad name, and it was like, "Wow!" And like played it, yeah. and that was it. It was like, "Right, ring everyone!" And like, yeah. oh, it was um, the absolute best. Well. You've mentioned um, as well for track four that, that the first record you bought was also by Brandy as well. Um, yes. And so we'll move on then um, to, to track five. And, and, and I guess this is, you know, you're out of school and then I guess, you know, you, you then get, when you think school's tricky enough, you then leave school and then you have to kind of navigate your way through becoming a grown-up, which is even more of a nightmare. And, uh, and then clubbing presents itself. Um, so I'm going to ask you to tell me the song that soundtracked uh, your time clubbing. Uh, and I'm also interested to know whereabouts you was then. Was you still in uh, Switzerland and on what the club scene was like in Switzerland? But, yeah, first of all, what, what track have you gone for, Priya? Okay, the track I chose was is Addictive by Truth Hurts and Rakim. Nice. Uh, the song is literally Addictive. <laughs> It's a song that you can put on replay all the time. You just don't get sick of it. And um, yeah, where was I when I heard this song? I mean, for sure in Switzerland, in some random club, um, drinking drinking a gin tonic. <laughs> uh, but I just like really love the Indian sample that Dre used in the song. Um, yeah, and I was like, the other day I played it again in my room and I was just like dancing like to it yeah. in front of the mirror. It's been a long time since I did that, but this song was worth it. <laughs> you mentioned dancing. So tell me what you wanted from a night clubbing. I mean, obviously it sounds like you wanted the gin and tonic, but was, was dancing something that was always a pure joy? Yes. Um, I mean, I think I used to be a better dancer back in the days. I feel like now I'm all kind of stuck up. <laughs> But, um, yeah, it's like, it's just like dancing makes you feel like be in the moment and not think about anything else and just enjoy the music, the beat, the people that you're surrounded by. With that in mind then, in regards to kind of like if you go to concerts uh, or if people are at your concerts, what are your thoughts on Will you pull your phone out and film something, or are you like, I'm here, I'm in the moment, I just want to enjoy this? What's your kind of stance on that, Priya? So what I do is I take the phone out just once. Take a nice 15 seconds of uh, video, and then I'll put it back, and that's it, and then I'm just going to enjoy the whole concert. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It's like 
it, it, I think it's, you know, people that go, why are people filming things? It's like, well, we, it's like taking a photograph. It's a memory that you want to keep and you want to, yeah. you know, and I think it's important to do that. I, I have also, I went to see Madonna um, uh, a few years ago and the person in front of me stood there for the entirety of the show yeah. with a giant iPad above <laughs> their head filming it. And now you think, come on, man, like yeah. that's enough. Just enjoy it. Like, but uh I yeah. think yeah, I think it's also stressful to to film the whole thing, and uh, it's really you can't really enjoy it then, you know. No, iPad was massive. His arms must have been really hurting. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so what would you want from a night out clubbing then, Priya? Uh, like you mean musically or just like generally? Yeah, just in general. I don't know. Uh. Good times, good, yeah. good drinks, good people, pretty guys, um, and good music. Yeah. Had you, by the time you got to clubbing, did you kind of, had you found your tribe? Had you found your kind of, your friendship group? Of, you know, the, at school, obviously, you kind of, you flip between friends and things change. And I think when you leave school, when you start to go clubbing and, and you haven't got the restraints of school, I think for me, that, that's where you find your tribe that's where you find your gang and like was that the case for you did it feel like them them kind of sort of formative years of where you you sort of found your yeah well your gang? I, it was not like through clubbing or anything uh it was because i lived in st garden for a long time and then i moved to zurich and that's when all my friends moved to zurich as well and yeah, and then you 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 have a little scene in Zurich, and then you meet each other, and then you become friends. Um, yeah, but I'm also not like really a clubber, clubber. Yeah, and also never felt like super comfortable in a club. What's that? Uh, okay, maybe a club is different than to a bar mm-hmm. where there's a DJ and not much security, but a club where the security guy is like outside and um, you get nervous. Is he letting me in or not? <laughs> That's very stressful. And then you're in and then you see all these neon lights and loud music and people super dressed up. I just never felt really comfortable in that world. Uh, that's why I also didn't go that often. Yeah. I just didn't feel like I'm a part of it. Yeah. You know? It's it's interesting you say that, Priya. I've done 350 episodes of this podcast, and I would say 90% of people that are either actors or musicians or producers have all kind of said similar. They're all like, really? yeah, clubbing was okay, but yeah, I don't know. I, like, I, I run a nightclub, and, and I, I, I find it, like the thought of going to a nightclub where I'm not working is weird. And I think as, as, a, as a DJ or as a musician, like I kind of, want to be more involved in it and and i find it really weird and i don't and i feel like a bit awkward if i go to a club now and i don't really know what to do yeah, like, yeah. do you know what i'm saying exactly yeah um yeah so it, it, you, you're certainly not alone there most people that, uh, that that i've spoken to on this podcast from you know that, that, that are in the arts i've all kind of gone hey i'm not really massively into clubbing I, I can't i prefer to go to a bar and have a chat and talk music and you know and stuff yeah. like that so yeah okay yeah. I mean, if, if it's like a friend DJ who's DJing, then you feel like, okay, that's kind of family there. So it's, you're being a part of something and then it's yeah. something different. Hmm. Um, yeah. 
I touched on confidence earlier, you know, talking about those those early shows and uh, and and how you went on to do more and and to to, to and build up your confidence and to go from doing those small shows to as you mentioned walking out at Brixton Academy like yes. confidence, you know, is is obviously there in some way shape or form. But what I want to ask you about is is drive and how driven you are. Um it depends. Like I do need a bit of a pressure, like stress to create. So if you tell me that I have time for like forever to create something, I take the time forever. <laughs> and so I need like a bit of a guideline and like um until then and then we need something. So I'm easier that way to create something. Okay. And then I just get my drive to that. Other than that, otherwise I would just like Netflix and chill for the longest time (laughs) (laughs) until the last day. Okay. I'm going to take you home for track six. And I want a favorite song from an artist from your home County. Um, So are we going to go, what County are we going for here? Well, it's soul, Italian soul music by Daniela Sauda, and the song is called Musica Estraniana. And um, she is a big inspiration for me. Like, uh, every time I went to open mics or jam session as a kid, I would see her perform. And I, I just love her voice so much. And she became like a big inspiration to me. And I felt like I want to be like her, you know. Um, and now we're friends and um, and she still sounds exactly the same, even better. Wonderful. Also, in, in those those years of, you know, you, you said it, it, it felt like it it might have been unattainable to have, you know, become a, you know, a, a to be able to be an artist full time, you know, in 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 the area that you grew up in, and and obviously seeing uh, artists like this has obviously you know been a massive inspiration. But what other kind of artists were in the the, the grander sort of scheme of things and in, in the wider landscape that that you was looking at, you know, that you would see on the TV, that you would see on MTV? Who was who was out there that was that was there inspiring was so as well? Um, it's Lauren Hill first. Have you heard that the Fugees are doing shows again? Yes, I heard that. I was like, is this true, though? I heard it yesterday. I was like, wow. But is it new songs or, like, with the same songs? I don't know. I don't know. I just heard that, that, that I just, yeah, I'm sure all I read was they were, they were looking to tour. I mean. Insane. Oh, I'm all over that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, for sure, Lauren Hill, uh, Brandy, Music Soul Child. Amel Larieux, The Roots, uh, Amazing Life Band. I saw them at the Frauenfestival in Switzerland and I was just blown away when I saw them live. And I've seen a lot of live shows, but The Roots is like, I don't know, I guess the best band in the world. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, Yeah, and then also like old school stuff like Donny Hathaway, Stevie Wonder, uh, Nina Simone, and 
but also like the Beatles. Um, yeah. Okay. It's quite wide, I would say. Yeah. 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 Well, for the last track, yes. um, you get to play DJ now and Tastemaker. Um, I'm going to ask you, please, to tell me a song that you think many people may not know that you would like them to hear, please. That would be Nakamara by Hayeris Coyote. I'm not sure if people are aware of the song, but I feel like it's a song that will heal your soul instantly when you hear it. I mean, that's quite a statement. Um, (laughs) (laughs) What can people expect from it apart from having their soul healed? From the song? Mm, Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's a, I feel like it's a soul jazzy kind of vibes. Um, I love her voice very much. Um, I'm sure she's also inspired by Lauren Hill (laughs) and, uh, all these big names. Um, I think they are from Australia. I'm not sure. I heard them for the first time on SoundCloud. And the first few seconds, I'm like, whoa, what is this? Yeah. And and then once I heard it, I was like, okay, I'm just going to cover this song. And then I did a cover. Wonderful. And it became one of my favorite songs. Amazing. Well, Priya, what we do is um, we put together a Spotify playlist to accompany the podcast so people can go and listen to all of the tracks that you've, you've spoken about today. And obviously, we'll put some of your material on there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, as we find ourselves uh, starting to come towards the end of, of 2021 and, and it, you know, it looking like it's going to end in a much happier, connected and positive place than perhaps it started. With that in mind, um, what are you looking forward to? Uh, from the rest of this year personally and what's going to be happening professionally? Personally, I'm looking forward to recharge in India. I'm going to India end of the year and just be in the nature and um, eat healthy food. Professionally, I'm going to be on tour in November, on Europe tour. Uh, It's my first ever tour, so I'm super excited about about that. But also very nervous, like, are the people really going to come? Uh, so, yeah, it's it's the tour. But then also, I have a show in Oslo, end of this month. Um, I've never been to Oslo. So, it's cool. Like, I'm, I'm able to go to places and uh, just travel around with with friends and enjoy life. And I'm really, really grateful for that. Absolutely, absolutely. And Priya, if people want to kind of keep up to speed with everything that you're up to, tours, releases and such, where's the best place to keep up with Priya? Um, definitely on Instagram. I'm more active on Instagram. Uh, Priya Raghu Official. Uh, but then there's also website, priyaraguofficial.com or Twitter um, and Facebook. But I'm not that active on Facebook. <laughs> well we'll tag you in it um, when this comes out we'll tag you on Instagram and Twitter uh, oh. and so those that want to go and explore more can go and yeah. uh, find out about everything that you're up to um, Priya best of luck with the tour um, thank you so much it's been an absolute joy talking records with you thank you so much for your time today mate thanks for having me thank you absolute pleasure thank you there you go ah oh, what a chat literally just just uh, we well 
We just finished that chat and as mentioned at the intro, went into um, some absolutely seriously deep chat um, about uh, the muck difference between the uh, cheeseburger in Switzerland and London. (sighs) This stuff matters. It really does. Um, Anyway... Thanks massively to Priya for her time. Uh, go check out the playlist um, and all the songs that Priya's spoken about. And obviously go get stuck into Priya's um, music because it's glorious. Um, I'm back next time. Um, thanks again to you lot for listening. Um, if you want to support us, well, you can just do it however you want. You can give us a like, love, share, retweet on the socials because I'm involved in all of that. Malarkey, the old social media. I've got a feeling that stuff's going to catch on. It's going to be big. Keep one eye on it, people. Um, and aside from that, I have a Patreon. I know you're bored of hearing me saying the word Patreon. I'm bored of saying the word Patreon, but it is my opportunity to pitch you, to pitch to you like I'm on Dragon's Den to, uh, to get 79p a month out of you. That's it. Like that's all I need, and it just goes in the little the little pod pot, and uh, and it helps to kind of uh, yeah pay all the little overheads to uh, ensure that I can keep chucking out not just one, not just two, but normally about three or four episodes a week. So uh, yeah, but times are tough. I understand. So uh, if you can't stretch to that, no drama. Just um, give us a, a little little nudge on the socials, a little share, anything like that would be lovely. Have a smashing day, people. Be excellent to each other, and I will see you next time. Bye-bye. It's off the beat and track podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. With me, Stu Whipping. Eat it, monkey.